This is Lindsay Fullerman with Fit From Faith from Cleveland, Ohio, and this is the BizFire Business Spotlight. Welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight, where we are putting amazing small businesses into the spotlight and we're helping ignite their results and help them to really get their story out to the world. I am your host, Jim Cermak. I am beyond thrilled that you are here joining us today. My guest today is literally, she's doing God's work, helping people get fit both physically and spiritually. My guest today is Lindsay Fullerman, and Lindsay is the founder of Fit From Faith, which is a Christ-centered health and wellness organization. Lindsay received a degree in kinesiology from Kent State University's School of Education, Health, and Human Sciences, and a minor in sports administration. She is an expert in wellness coaching and habit change and holds strength and conditioning sports nutrition certifications. And she also serves as the health and wellness advisor at Borromeo and St. Mary's Seminaries in Wycliffe, Ohio. So, Lindsay, welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight. Why don't you say hello to all the listeners out there? Hi, Jim. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today uh, to share parts of my story and to talk a little bit about my business. And hi, I want to say hi to all of the people who are listening um, and just say thanks for taking the time to tune in. Awesome. Awesome. So Lindsay, I am so intrigued by what you do. And but I know that the behind every great business, there's a backstory. So why don't you fill us in? How, where'd you come from? And how did you get to starting fit from faith? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, growing up, I really struggled to live a healthy life. Um, I was always yo-yo dieting. and I was always very unhappy with my body image. I didn't have a high self-esteem and I was constantly picked on. And so throughout my middle school and high school and even college careers, I was constantly um, trying every diet out there, you know, trying to get my body to this ideal state of perfection, you know, based on what I saw through fitness magazines. And so I was never really happy with my, my appearance. Um, and I would do whatever it took to achieve this state of, of physical perfection. And I started to develop an eating disorder. I was a binge eater and also suffered from anorexia um, throughout high school and college. And I turned to the church for help in my early 20s. And I went to see a priest and explained to him how I was struggling with an eating disorder and I didn't have high self-esteem. And what was the truth? What did the church teach about healthy living? And this priest didn't know what to tell me, and that's not any fault of his own. It's just the Catholic Church at the time didn't have resources that were available to, that really amplified and talked about healthy living and what it meant to be a healthy disciple of Christ and how do we treat our bodies. And of course, all that information is in the catechism and it is biblical, but it's not readily available. And so when I left that priest's office that evening, I remember I felt this sense of anger that there wasn't anything available in the church and there wasn't a resource um, that I could go to, to, you know, be set free from, from disordered eating and from this, you know, screwed vision of my own and distorted body. Um, And so I felt really anointed when I left his office that even though I was angry, I knew I was called um, to create a change within the church. I was called to create some type of resource that the Catholic church could use and be that they could refer people to 
so that other women and men, um, priests, seminarians, laity, anyone struggling with body image and you know, learning how to eat well and, and how to live a healthy life, I knew I was determined to create a resource that was available for the church. I, I love the mindset. The mindset of it doesn't exist and I'm not going to pout and I'm not going to just give up. I'm going to find it and I'm going to create it. I love that. That's such a great entrepreneurial mindset. And thank you for, for that because it sounds like what you have can really make a difference to a lot of people. The, what you said, what you were struggling with, with the binge eating and body image, it's such a prevalent problem throughout society, especially younger girls. Uh, and I've, I've heard this so many times. This is clearly something that is not only needed, but it, it will, will help bridge that gap with someone's faith, because that is something that if, if you're unhappy with yourself, I could see how your faith could be hurt from that as well, because you almost feel like God's further away from you. Is that what you also would think? Definitely. I think one of the thing, one of the things that I have recognized well, on my own journey is that I hated so much of who I was back in my early 20s because I was struggling with disordered eating and low self-esteem. And God I, was seemed so distant. And it almost seemed as if I didn't have this strong relationship with Christ because I didn't know how to receive his love because I was looking and turning to food to fill that. I was looking for ways to fill what only Christ could fill in me, that yearning for love. Food couldn't do that. And so the more that I started to walk with Christ, the more I started turning to him to fill that need and that void of love. And I started to receive his love that the the food, the desire for food, you know, started to be tamed. Um, and the opposite, you know, was true when I was anorexic. So I struggled between binge eating and anorexic um, back and forth, um, very short spouts of binge eating and very short spouts of starving my body. So it was back and forth being anorexic. It's starving, you know, the body um, because it's a form of self-hate. But if you allow the Lord into that to fill that area of your heart, he seems, you know, he fills it with his love. And so as I began walking with the Lord and learning more about his love, the, it's just, as I started healing and started to understand more of, about his love, I can say for sure 100% that I started to walk differently as a disciple of Christ. I felt his love. I was able to receive it. Um, and I was able to slowly make those changes over time because I knew that I was loved as a daughter of God, um, exactly for who I was, even if I didn't like who I was in that moment, knowing that I was loved by God, I'm going back to scripture, um, made him feel that much closer on my journey um, and not so distant. So powerful. I'm getting goosebumps over here. <laughs> uh, so, so tell me about, you, you left, you left the, the office, you left the office of the, of the priest and you started on that journey of finding what eventually became fit from faith. Obviously, that probably wasn't, hey, this, I'm going to create fit from faith. You know, it probably was not what went through your mind right away. But what did you do? What were the steps that you took? And what did you find, uh, what did you find out that helped you to form this, this new venture? Ooh, 
It was not easy. Let me tell you <laughs> that. And that's why Fit from Faith is created because I'm I've taken everything that I've learned over eight, nine years of healing, and it's all compacted into this program. But I knew that I needed help. And so because the church didn't have something to offer me, they didn't have a resource to offer me, I started to look inward and I knew I needed help. And so I went and I sought out um, a counselor, a therapist who specialized in disordered eating. And I started to take a look at my own heart. And this is the root of fit from faith is you come out of it with a new heart, a transformed heart. Because one of the things I've learned in, in, in therapy is that food issues never are about the food. Um, it's never about the food. It's never about the exercise. It's always about something deeper going on that needs to be addressed on an internal level. And you can try every diet out there. No diet is going to work if you're not actually assessing the deep-rooted wounds uh, that you have. And so that's step one, is I had to enroll in the help of a counselor. And she really, really walked with me and helped me to recognize my woundedness with um, you know, body image, the need for control, the need for perfection, all of that. And so I had to start working through uh, some of those things. But in, in addition to that, I also started to open the Bible. Um, I can remember watching Joyce Meyer on TV because I didn't really have a relationship with Christ at that time in my life. And I opened my Bible for the first time ever at the age of 24. And I was blown away by all that scripture had to share with me. Like, wow, like all of this is in here for me. And just something simple as you are my beloved son. You know, I replaced that with you're my beloved daughter with whom I'm well pleased and just meditating on that scripture in conjunction with therapy was absolutely mind blowing. And so I committed to weekly sessions of therapy um, and daily scripture. My, my uh, meditation in the word was every single day. And those two together over the course of four or five years, well, a lot longer than that, but that's really for me what um, it took in order to really see transformation was a commitment to becoming uh, the best version of myself and, and allowing the Lord into those places and that space that I didn't want to share with him. Wow. Transformation. And that's really what it's all about. And it sounds like that's what your programs are all about as well. It's not just transforming your body, which is an important part because but it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? We need to take care of our bodies, but it's taking care of our, our heart and it's taking care of ourselves so that we are happier. We're more connected with, with Christ. So, wow. So you, you, I don't want to say you fixed yourself, but you fixed yourself. You got yourself to where you are now at a place that you can help others and you want to help others. Your, your cup is overflowing. Uh, and now, you know, God, you, we can't bless others until God blesses us first. Right. And so that is, uh, that is just amazing. So tell us, uh, keep going with the story. So you, you're now at a, at a place where you're, you're starting to have this thing take shape. So what, where are you at now? Sure. So I started journaling everything about my healing journey. I would journal my therapy sessions. Um, you know, and I had this thought in my mind, um, that I didn't want to diet because, you know, anymore. And I, I thought, okay, that's all I've done with my life for 20 some years is diet my life away. Uh, and I knew I wanted to get married one day and I knew I wanted to have children one day. And I thought, 
what kind of role model and example am I going to be for my kids? What kind of example, what role model do I want to be? Like, what are those characteristics? And I knew I wanted to be a strong, confident woman and one who didn't have to live her life regulated by a diet. And so having that thought of my future and, you know, being a future wife, being a future mother, I felt very empowered to make a change. And I knew I would have to do something different. So I had to say goodbye to the diets. And so again, I'm in therapy in the word daily and it, oh, it was such a deep act of surrender, just letting go of the piece of paper that showed me exactly what I had to eat. I started, I had to learn how to trust my body. I had to learn how to trust my instincts, my hunger cues, and all that was so, so difficult. And for anyone who has or is struggling with, you know, eating issues that they know exactly what I'm talking about, having to let go of, of that diet can be very, very difficult. A lot of fear there. But I knew that I had an education in this and that I I knew that I, I had to change my ways and do something that I never, you know, did before. And so I started just focusing on changing one thing within my nutrition a day. Um, so what do I want to eat for breakfast? And I would just change one thing at, at a time and, and practice that for a few weeks. And what I started to notice was I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can trust my body just by changing one thing at a time, focusing on my breakfast. And so there were these small gradual changes I implemented, um, focusing on my habits, on my behaviors, instead of focusing on a piece of paper. And that really made all the difference for me because it gave me permission to trust myself. It gave me permission to trust what my body was telling me. And with that, there came this beautiful unity of me with my body. You know, the catechism tells us we're body and soul. We're, it's not my body's over here on the right and my soul's over here on the left. The body and soul are actually one single unit. And so by learning to trust my body, it brought me in more, un in more union with my soul. And so from there, that really set the structure and the framework for my program with Fit From Faith. Um, it's, it's coaching, wellness coaching. I learned a lot in therapy. There's that one-on-one -on -one connection. Everybody needs individualization. It's so important for a health and wellness journey because my you know, journey, my nutrition, my exercise, it's going to look totally different than yours, Jim, because you're not me and I'm not you. And so that's where one-on-one -on -one coaching comes in with Fit From Faith because I saw the value in one-on-one -on -one therapy. Um, I saw the value in changing and focusing on one habit at a time with nutrition. So that's part of Fit From Faith is we learn to trust our bodies and our instincts and we're not going to follow a specific set of, of diets or a piece of paper. And so that also became part of the structure of Fit From Faith. And so that's pretty much how the, the program itself evolved. Um, and then I, I got a phone call from um, my friend, Father Damien Ferentz. You may know him. Our, some of our listeners may know him. Yeah. And he said, hey, our seminary needs help. Like, we're getting fat over here. Like, our priests are going to be dying before they even, our seminarians are going to be dying before they even get ordained. I need your help. I know you have this, like, thing you're doing, this fitness thing, like, called Fit From Faith. I don't know. Let's see if you can come help our men. And so that was sounds like him. Four, yeah, you could see him saying that, right? Very bold. Yes, yes. <laughs> says it like it is, but walks in truth and, and in love too, which is important. And so I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. And so four and a half years ago, I brought Fit from Faith to the seminary in Cleveland and just tested it out uh, with three of the the men, and 
two two of the men had success. Uh, one in particular um, to this day has lost 40 pounds and has kept it off. Um, and, and that kind of led into Fit from Faith becoming implemented into the seminary. And so there's been a lot of success stories, a lot of testimonials. Um, and, and that leads us to where we are today, you know, focusing on creating the program Fit from Faith. It's called Vibrant Shepherds. We want to see our healthy our priests healthy and vibrant and full of joy and life. And it can be really hard to do that um, if you're not healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That is, that's amazing. Uh, what a, what a place to start. Uh, really get your foothold at a seminary working with these, these priests who, you know what? I, I've never been a priest, but I've been around enough that I know that is a tough job. So if they are not physically fit as well as mentally fit to, to get them prepared for every challenge that's going to come their way, and because when you become a priest, I mean, I, obviously I'm not speaking from personal experience, but when you become a <laughs> priest, you are now the guy. You are you're the answer yeah, man. Yeah. And no matter, so no matter what problems people are going through, I can't even imagine the questions that they get uh, about anything that people are struggling with, they will call a priest and they have to be prepared. And I'm sure it, it is long, hard hours and uh, seven days a week. And I know they get their time off and they get their days off, but I'm sure many, many times those days are cut short because of, uh, of a variety of reasons. So the fitness, being in good health, being in good spirit, being focused, has got to be so, so critical. And for them to reach out to you, that was clearly an issue that they had been dealing with, maybe not just one time, but maybe for, for a long time. So what an amazing program. And you're, you've been doing it there for four years now, right? Correct. Four years. Wow. That's, and that's, yeah. uh, so now is, uh, is it just a few people each time or have they expanded it to this being something more, uh, a more go through uh, than just a couple? Yeah, it's completely voluntary. Um, so at the seminary, it's not uh, forced upon the guys. Uh, they have to make that personal choice. One of the things, uh, and I actually agree with this as a, you know, with that, with it being voluntary as a coach, what I've learned over, you know, 15 years of, of working with clients is that, you cannot force someone to change. They have to be ready, they have to be willing, and they have to be able. And if you're not ready, willing, and able, then it's not going to work. Any program you give them is going to fail. Um, so it is completely voluntary, uh, but a lot of the men are, have been very open to it, and we have seen guys with a lot of, of transformation, whether it's fat loss, gaining muscle, or even just general maintenance. You'd be surprised at how many guys and really people in general that I've encountered within the church that don't really understand what proper nutrition is, how to fuel the, the body properly. And so while it is voluntary, um, it's not just for one specific type of, of, of guy or one specific type of person. It's not just for someone who's looking to lose body fat. Um, it could be just for someone who's looking how to overall like better health that wants to eat better. Um, people come with so many different goals. So it's voluntary. Um, but there's been a, a huge openness to, to the program. It's been embraced. That's awesome. So you're telling me 
I'm supposed to believe that college age guys don't eat well. They eat junk food and stuff. Come Ooh. on. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the, oh, trust me, it's not easy work. That is a challenge. That is the the well, the hardest um the hardest client to work with is the college age population. I mean, think about it, late nights, right? Right. Pizza, ten o'clock at night, especially as seminarians, you're getting tons of cookies and candy in from the outside. Trust me, I'm saying this is a fun job. It's exciting, but it does not come without struggle and challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. But you know what? Anyone who's listening right now, I'm sure you're, you're getting some, some amazing tips, some nuggets that, that Lindsay's been dropping. One of the things she mentioned early on, surrender. At some point, you've got to surrender. You've got to say, okay, what I've done up to this point ain't working. I've got to surrender. I've got to, I've got to do, give it up to God. I've got to give it up to a professional. I've got to give it up to somebody who can help me and has their heart to help me. And then making small changes. It's not saying, okay, today I'm eating all fast food and, you know, and that's what I've been doing for the last several years. And tomorrow I'm going on the grapefruit and water diet. You know, it's not that it is making those small incremental changes so you could see those little victories that you can get to that next step, that next step and feeding your soul at the same time. Just so, so amazingly powerful. Okay, Lizzie. So tell us about, uh, I know you have more programs. What are some of the, uh, what are the other programs that Fit From Faith offers? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you asked that. Um, you know, Fit From Faith started off at a seminary with the Vibrant Shepherds program. However, we don't just want to stay at a seminary. You know, Fit From Faith is about the church as a whole. It's not just for seminarians and priests. And so we are, you know, testing out right now what's called the Vibrant Parish Project. And the Vibrant Parish Program involves all of you guys, parishioners, uh, laity, people working in the parishes. Um, and the Vibrant Parish Project um, is geared towards um, parishioners so that they can walk with um, and journey with uh, people in their parish community on this quest for healthier living, that they can um, transform with, you know, their, the people that they're worshiping with, because there's something very powerful that happens um, when we're, you know, working through our struggles with people that we're worshiping with. There's a foundation of, of Christ there that, you know, people from the outside may not understand. Um, so the Vibrant Parish Project is tailored um, to really meet the needs of, of parishioners. And with that, there's group chats, there's individual coaching. Um, I, I call it the four M's, the program, uh, mindset, movement, meditation, and medicine. Um, so each day we, we walk through that. And what does that mean? Um, and, and then we, we go through that when we meet as a group, uh, which helps with uh, support and accountability. Sounds amazing. So, and this is at the parish level. So this would be everybody at the parish could, if they wanted to become part of, of something like this. Fantastic. Definitely. Fantastic. Definitely. And right now we're, um, I'm, we're, I'm trialing it out. I'm testing it out at uh, St. Hilary Parish and St. Cosmos and Damien. Um, St. Cosmos is, is in Twinsburg and St. Hilary's is in uh, Fairlawn. And we're going to test this out in the parish and, and, and see, you know, what, how does it work in a parish uh, and, and how does that differ from working in a seminary? What an amazing, huge vision you have. I, and I absolutely love it gets that. Bigger. It, 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 gets, it keeps getting bigger. I love it. You're an entrepreneur. And I, I love that about you. Uh, Cause I heard, I heard a wonderful uh, 
definition of an entrepreneur recently, and it is an entrepreneur sees a problem that's not theirs and takes it personally upon themselves to fix it. And mm. that is what you have done. And that is just so admirable. And I absolutely love that. Thank you. It, it's not easy, but um, just seeing the need for it in the Catholic church, right? Like we're called to be a vibrant church, a church, a church that is on fire with the Holy Spirit. And I really believe that if we were healthier people, we would just it, it, joy and, and kindness would be bursting out of the seams um, in our church. And so that's what I'm hoping to do is to create a vibrant, universal Catholic church. Absolutely. That is what we need as a church. Every church community needs that, uh, not only that togetherness as a congregation, having similar goals, coming together, encouraging each other, learning together, becoming, growing together, really growing together. And sounds like this, this program is just amazing. So do you have any any tips that you would like to give somebody, anybody listening that is kind of just going, you know what, I want, I need to make some changes. Are there any, any uh, tips that you'd like to give them? I think the first tip is to focus small. I talked about this earlier, but I cannot stress enough the importance of focusing on one, changing one thing at a time. Research shows that um, when we try to change one thing at a time, we're actually 90% successful with that one thing. Um, but once we start to try to change two things at once, right? So one thing being, okay, I'm going to focus on changing my breakfast, you know, um, eating a healthier breakfast, focus on that one thing instead of focusing on changing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Once we add in a second thing, that percentage of success falls to 50%. Once we add a third thing in, that percentage of success actually falls to 33% um, that that we're actually going to stick with it and make a change. And so I cannot stress enough the importance of focusing on one thing at a time and practicing it for a week or two until you've mastered it. Once you've mastered that healthy breakfast on a daily basis, again, we're not striving for perfection, but once you've mastered that, then move to focusing on lunch. And then after two weeks, if you're mastering breakfast and lunch, then move on to dinner. So it's really about um, starting small and celebrating those small victories. Um, too often we overlook like, oh, okay, my breakfast is healthy, but you know, the scale hasn't changed. Well, you know what, your, your habits, the behavior changes, that's what's going to breed result. Um, so you gotta, you know, it's patience, um, but celebrate the small victories. So celebrate the fact that you've stuck to a healthy breakfast for seven days. Um, and then, so the, that's the first thing is focusing small. The second thing is celebrating the small victories even with exercise as well. Maybe you walk around the block, you know, maybe you're someone that's used to just sitting on the couch all day. Walking around the block, that needs to be celebrated. That's a huge victory. So praise yourself for that. Thank the Lord for that. Um, so important. So focus small, the first thing. Second thing, celebrate the small victories. The third thing, which might actually be one of the most important things, is we've got to focus on consistency over perfection. Uh, when we strive to be perfect, we're going to fail. And perfection is just filled with shame and with guilt. And it's when we focused on, when we focus on consistent, healthy choices, consistency gives us permission to fail. Um, we're human. That's how God created us. So we're not going to be perfect. So you should expect to fail on your journey. 
um, but it's when you shoot for that consistency. So that healthy breakfast, right? You might have a day where maybe you have two days a week where, oh, you know, it wasn't the healthiest and you stopped at McDonald's and got a happy meal for breakfast. <laughs> but if your other five days of the week, you'd had a healthy breakfast, like that's awesome. That's consistent behavior. So consistency says, yes, I can do this. When I fail, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to get right back at it tomorrow. Perfection says, darn it. I failed. I give up. I can't do this. And just gets you in the spiral of fear and shame. And so it's so important to focus on being consistent and expecting to fail instead of focusing on perfection. Just remember those three things. And I'm sure everyone is sitting here listening, going, I can do those. I can do those three things. It is focus small. Don't try and chew off so much so that you're setting yourself up to fail. Focus on the small things, get those little victories. And when you get the little victories, celebrate those, feel good about it. Even if it's something you know, how many times do we have someone, they will compliment us about something. We go, oh, it's no big deal. You know what? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Celebrate the little victories and then be consistent. You're going to fail. We all fail every single day. We all fail at something, but it's about getting back up and just saying, okay, let's do it. Let's try it again. Let's try it again and just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. My gosh, that's such great life lessons right there. Lindsay, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Now, something that I require everybody who's on the program is to have a special offer, to have a special offer. So what is your special offer for the listeners? Well, I'd love to offer uh, any listener who's interested a free 20-minute consultation with me uh, to just start talking about nutrition and exercise, fitness, overall health. Let's create an assessment, you know, um, and, and kind of get a feel for where you're at. And I'd love to be able to offer just basic tips and guidelines to get people moving in the right direction. How awesome is that? Take Lindsay up on that offer. She has got the background. She's got the education. She's been there. She did the research. She created this amazing program take her up on, on this offer, get yourself into a better place. And I'm sure she would be happy to, uh, to run through some scripturally based <laughs> answers as to why this stuff is so important for our long-term health, spiritually and physically. So Lindsay, thank you. Thank you so much for, thanks for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate this is I can't wait to have people listen to this because what you're doing is so important and, and such an incredibly big vision. And I know you were, you were sharing some stuff with me off, off the, uh, off the air. I'm not going to spill the beans or anything, but everybody keep looking at her website. She has got some amazing things that are going to be planned in the future, but she's got these huge programs that she is launching right now. So, just be on the lookout for that. If, uh, if anyone is, uh, is at a parish that you feel this would be a phenomenal program for us, reach out to Lindsay, right, Lindsay? Is that, is that okay they do that? Sure, definitely. <laughs> okay. Come on down. <laughs> so <laughs> what is the best way for people to reach out to you? Uh, well, everyone, my website is www.fitfromfaith.com. And all of my information is right there. There's social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 
uh, people can get in touch with me, the best way is through email. But again, all that information is right there on the website. Uh, my email is lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, at fitfromfaith.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will make sure all this information gets in the show notes so that anyone who just click on the notes uh, button on your podcast player and all this stuff will be right there for you so that you can easily find the website. So Lindsay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for the work that you do every day. Thank you for taking that call. Thank you for taking up that call and striving through that hard, those hard times when you were struggling and trying to figure out all the answers and finding those answers and bringing them to parishes. So thank you again for, for joining me here today and for everybody listening. And I want to invite everybody, if you have a small business or you know someone with a small business and you want to get them in the spotlight, you want to help, help them share their story to the world, please get to IWantTheSpotlight.com. It's IWantTheSpotlight.com. Fill out the form. We'll get right back to you. And we will have you get into the spotlight. Thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time right here in the spotlight. Do you know an amazing small business that would like to share their story and be on the BizFire Business Spotlight podcast? Get over to IWantTheSpotlight.com and register today.